You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The U.S. counters a Chinese hacking campaign. Juniper issues out-of-band patches. Schneider Electric suffers a ransomware attack. Over a million and a half individuals are affected by an insurance consulting firm breach. AT&T finds Darkgate malware leveraging Microsoft Teams. The White House is set to require AI developers to share safety test results. ReSecurity finds high-level credentials posted online. Zscaler says Zloader malware is back. The Georgia County prosecuting former President Trump got hit with a cyber attack. Microsoft's Ann Johnson speaks with guest Deneen DeFiori, Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer at United Airlines, about cybersecurity at 35,000 feet. And yesterday's airborne joker is off the hook. It's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. Thank you for joining us here today. It is good to have you with us. Reuters reports that the U.S. government has initiated a counteroperation against a substantial Chinese hacking campaign known as Volt Typhoon, which compromised thousands of Internet-connected devices globally. Authorized by the Justice Department and FBI, the operation aims to disrupt the hackers' activities, especially given concerns about potential disruptions to the U.S. election and corporate America. Volt Typhoon, which intensified its operations recently, targets critical Western infrastructure such as naval ports, Internet service providers, and utilities, raising alarms about national security. The U.S. has engaged with the private tech industry for assistance in tracking the hackers' activities. This hacking campaign is particularly concerning due to the potential for China to disrupt important facilities in the Indo-Pacific, impacting U.S. military operations especially amidst heightened tensions over Taiwan. Despite China's denial of the hacking allegations, U.S. officials remain vigilant. Volt Typhoon operates by controlling devices like routers and security cameras, forming a botnet to conceal more targeted intrusions, complicating detection for cyber defenders. 
This tactic allows the hackers to appear as local legitimate users to target networks, demonstrating a sophisticated approach to cyber espionage and warfare. Meanwhile, the China-based threat actor Mustang Panda is suspected of targeting Myanmar's Ministry of Defense and Foreign Affairs in twin campaigns aimed at deploying backdoors and remote-access Trojans. According to CERT CTI, these activities took place in November of 2023 and January of 2024, with evidence of the attacks uploaded to the VirusTotal platform. The group utilized legitimate software to sideload malicious DLLs. Mustang Panda, active since at least 2012 and known by various names, has recently been involved in attacks against Southeast Asian governments, including the Philippines, to harvest sensitive information. Similar attack patterns by Mustang Panda were previously identified by Eclectic IQ in February of last year, targeting government and public sector organizations in Asia and Europe. CERT CTI noted that Mustang Panda's operations align with the geopolitical interests of the Chinese government, evidenced by multiple cyber espionage operations against Myanmar. Juniper Networks has released updates to address high-severity vulnerabilities in its SRX and EX series, which could allow a threat actor to control affected systems. The flaws are found in the JWeb component of all Junos OS versions. Discovered and reported by Watchtower Labs, these vulnerabilities have been fixed in various Juno OS versions, with users advised to disable JWeb or restrict its access as temporary mitigation. Schneider Electric, the global energy services company, acknowledged a disruption to its systems due to a ransomware attack. The attack specifically targeted its sustainability business division, affecting the resource advisor service and other division-specific systems. The company's incident response team promptly mobilized to contain the incident and enhance security measures, Schneider Electric confirmed that the incident did not impact other company entities and has informed affected customers. An ongoing investigation revealed data access, and the company is maintaining communication with impacted customers to provide information and assistance. The attack, which occurred on January 17th, is reportedly linked to the Cactus ransomware, although Schneider Electric hasn't confirmed this. Cactus, identified as a multi-point extortion group, first appeared in March of 2023. Energy companies like Schneider Electric are attractive ransomware targets due to their critical role in society and possession of valuable personal data. The company previously fell victim to LockBit's MoveIt ransomware campaign in 2023. Insurance consulting and brokerage firm Keenan & Associates is informing customers of a cyber attack from August 2023, affecting over 1.5 million individuals. The breach was discovered on August 27th of last year due to server disruptions and was quickly contained. The unauthorized access occurred intermittently between August 21st and 27th, during which personal data was exfiltrated. The data includes names, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license and passport numbers, health insurance information, and general health details. While there is no evidence of misuse of the data, the company has informed the Maine Attorney General's Office of the breach and is offering two years of free identity protection services. A report from AT&T Cybersecurity claims that Microsoft Teams chats 
have emerged as a new phishing vector, leveraging the external access feature, which allows users outside an organization to join chats. The vulnerability was exploited recently when an AT&T cybersecurity managed detection and response customer reported an unsolicited Teams chat from an external user to several internal members suspected to be a phishing attempt. The AT&T cybersecurity MDR SOC team, using provided user IDs, identified target users and suspicious file downloads, which were linked to Darkgate malware. The proactive approach allowed the team to thwart the attack before any significant damage occurred. The Biden administration is set to enforce a new requirement for AI system developers to disclose safety test results to the Commerce Department under the Defense Production Act. The White House AI Council is reviewing progress on the executive order, focusing on ensuring AI system safety before public release. While AI companies are committed to specific safety test categories, a common standard for these tests is yet to be established. The National Institute of Standards and Technology is tasked with developing a uniform framework for assessing AI safety. The administration is also exploring congressional legislation and international collaboration for AI technology management. The Commerce Department is drafting rules for U.S. cloud companies serving foreign AI developers, and nine federal agencies have completed AI risk assessments for critical national infrastructure. Security firm ReSecurity has discovered nearly 1,600 compromised credentials of customers from major internet registries like RIPE, APNIC, AFRINIC, and LACNIC on the dark web, originating from InfoStealer infections. These credentials, including historical and new records identified in January 2024, belong to staff involved in network engineering and IT infrastructure management. Despite notifying the victims and encouraging measures like password changes and enabling two-factor authentication, 45% were unaware of the compromise and 20% acknowledged the need for a deeper investigation. The compromised accounts, valuable for cyber espionage, often used email accounts from free providers, reportedly making them more susceptible to sophisticated malware or phishing campaigns. Zscaler Threat Labs reports that the Zloader malware, an offshoot of the Zeus banking trojan, has resurfaced nearly two years after its infrastructure was dismantled in April of 2022. A new variant of Zloader, under development since September of 2023, features significant changes, including RSA encryption, an updated domain generation algorithm, and 64-bit Windows compatibility. Previously distributed via phishing emails and malicious ads, Zloader's activities were significantly disrupted after Microsoft's Digital Crimes Unit took over control domains. However, the latest versions have added complexities like junk code and string obfuscation to evade analysis. The malware now encrypts its configuration and relies on an updated domain generation algorithm for backup communication. This development coincides with an increase in malware campaigns using M6 files and the rise of a new Steeler malware families like Rage Steeler and Monster Steeler. A cyber attack over the weekend targeted government systems in Fulton County, Georgia, affecting various departments, including the office of District Attorney Fannie Willis, who is prosecuting former President Donald Trump on election interference charges. 
The attack disrupted desktop phones, intranet, and county server-linked devices. County Chairman Rob Pitts confirmed the incident as a cybersecurity issue with no specific time frame for restoration. There's no evidence of sensitive data transfer, and the FBI's Atlanta field office is in contact with county officials. Coming up after the break, Microsoft's Ann Johnson speaks with United Airlines' Danine DiFiori, Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer. Stay with us. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. Ann Johnson is the host of Microsoft's Afternoon Cyber Tea podcast right here on the CyberWire Network. In her most recent episode, she spoke with Denine DiFiori, Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer at United Airlines. Here's part of their conversation. Today I am joined by Denine DiFiori, Vice President and Chief Information Security Officer at United Airlines. Denine is an accomplished technology and risk management executive with experience across multiple critical infrastructure sectors. She has developed expertise in advising global companies and their most senior executives on technology, cybersecurity, compliance, and digital risk-related decisions related to products, services, significant initiatives, and ongoing operations. 
At United, Deneen is responsible for the leading of the cybersecurity organization to ensure the company is prepared to prevent, detect, and respond to evolving cyber threats, as well as commercial aviation cyber safety risk initiatives and improving cyber resilience across the aviation ecosystem as the chairperson of the Aviation Information and Sharing and Analysis Center, AISAC. What's more, Deneen is passionate about diversity in tech and promoting STEM education. Welcome to Afternoon Cyber Tea, Deneen. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be here. When you get on a plane, you expect to go where you're going on time, safely, etc. But it's really complex. The operations that go on behind the scenes, there's a lot of security, both physical and cyber considerations. Can you tell us a little more about the scope and scale of security in aviation and what that means for your role at United? Sure. Yeah, air travel is amazing when you think about it. The technology, not just the digital technology, but the ability and resiliency of the whole system is amazing. So from getting safely to point A to point B, there's a lot that needs to go on. At United, if you think about it, we are one of the largest commercial airlines. We're actually the world's largest airline now in measured by available seat miles. We've got about over 800 planes in our fleet, in our mainline fleet, and over 500 in our regional fleet. And if you're following the news, lots of airlines are adding to their fleet. We'll have about 700 new aircraft introduced to our fleet by 2032. So this historic, unprecedented growth is amazing, and it's amazing to be part of that journey here at United. But as that growth occurs, the scope and complexity of digital risk increases as well, too. So what we do and my team does at United is really take a look at cybersecurity and digital risk management across that entire ecosystem and the whole business portfolio. So you think about our internal and operation systems, our customer technology, our planes even, that we provide cybersecurity compliance and engineering for airworthiness requirements, to also being a part of that collective defense and risk management in the aviation ecosystem. So the scope is really kind of the whole business portfolio at the airline. And if you think about it, there's really that cybersecurity and digital risk management aspect in every part of the travel experience and the operation. When you think about technology and you think about the current landscape and you think about your industry, what are you excited about? What are you thinking that could be really revolutionary for you? And then, you know, I hate the question, what keeps you up at night, but what keeps you up at night? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, there are so many innovations happening within the aviation sector. And I'll just probably give you two examples. I think about generative AI that I'm very excited about that. And I'm also, you know, that keeps you up at night as well, too, because of just the pace of which that technology is moving. But there's really unique use cases in the travel industry that we can use. Everything to make your customer experience be more safe and effective by using that technology to personalization around your experience based on dynamic changes that are happening to you at that moment. If it's a regular operations concerning a weather event or a delay or whatever, using generative AI to help that get you the most efficient, effective, and safe customer journey. So those are really exciting things. But there's also a lot of risks that go around with that as being a technology that is new, that needs to be responsibly implemented and understanding the ways that it could be exploited or misused or abused as well, too. So we're putting a lot of focus on that right now. You can hear more of this conversation on the Afternoon Cyber Tea Podcast hosted by Microsoft's Ann Johnson. That's right here on the CyberWire Podcast Network. 
Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And finally, following up on yesterday's report, a Spanish court acquitted British man Aditya Verma of public disorder charges after he jokingly told friends he was going to blow up the plane and claimed to be a Taliban member on a flight from London Gatwick to Menorca, Spain in July of 2022. The joke, made in a private Snapchat group, was never intended to cause distress. UK security services, however, picked up the message and alerted Spanish authorities. This led to the scrambling of two Spanish F-18 fighter jets and Verma's arrest upon landing, followed by two days in police custody and release on bail. The judge in Madrid ruled there was no evidence of a real threat as no explosives were found. Verma faced a potential fine and additional expenses for the fighter jets, if convicted. The court emphasized that the joke was made in a private context and Verma could not have anticipated it being intercepted. The method of interception remains unclear, and Gatwick Airport stated its Wi-Fi network doesn't have such capabilities. Snapchat, while not commenting on this specific case, highlighted its cooperation with law enforcement in emergency situations involving threats to life. We will leave it up to you to connect those dots. And that's The Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like The Cyberwire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Stokes. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producers are Jennifer Iben and Brandon Carr. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.